is my show. <laughs> it's my show. So welcome. But yes, we're out here to decree mm-hmm. kind of our our feelings, if you will, about I guess we say the whole the, the whole world. The state of the goddamn <laughs> union. Yeah, like yeah, this is a State of the Union address. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. Exactly. Like, you know, you're the CEO, so you got to give up those quarterly reports. 100%. This we got to report on the things. This is what the people need to hear. This is the seasonly report, and we, we got to get it done, you know? Season season two's coming to an end. We Quick gotta... summary. Uh, things are not good. <laughs> the house is on fire. <laughs> Get all the women and children out, Kitty. Okay, got it. All get right. them out of here. <laughs> gotta, gotta, get them, gotta get them out. Gotta get them out. Hopefully you have your doomsday bunker prepped. No, I mean, yeah. Um, where shall I even start? I mm, There's so many things you put on this list that I want you to start with. That aren't but. even like related to anything. I just feel like, okay, first of all, before we even get into like the, the like <laughs> more on the nose dating subjects, mm-hmm. I want to give like <laughs> a quick two words to our alma mater quarantine and more specifically covid because i feel like that is where like not it all started per se but like we it was it was just this as we all know it was just this time where like everything was different and but the problem was is that it went on for so long that we all kind of adopted our lives to it Mm -hmm. and then it it really it went away you know we thought it was one summer turns out it was the summer after that yeah and everybody was like, oh, my God, we're all going on trips and we're all out and we're going to do all this we're fun outside. stuff. And suddenly that wasn't as fun as we thought it was going to be. And then we were all burnt out and we were like, oh, wait a second. We actually also hate our jobs. And oh, wait a second. We're actually all super anxious and depressed now. And all the kids that grew up in high school during COVID all suddenly were like, what is Social Security? That's never going to be a thing when I get old. Um <laughs> And everybody is full of existential dread. I know I am. So shout out to you if you are feeling that way. Um, And things are just not good. So that is where I am starting. Mm. (laughs) Hear ye, hear ye. (laughs) The queen of how St. Michael has spoken. Because, I mean, when you, when, when a term, when a phrase like quiet quitting becomes popular, becomes mainstream. I just have so many issues with this because like, you know, first of all, like when did work-life balance mean that you're not committed to your job? That's point number one. That's, I mean, that's ridiculous, but I can answer that question, which is (laughs) some of these CEOs during, uh, during COVID got very rich Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and some of them just stayed rich. Yeah. And then some of the lessers actually lost money, and now they're trying to come back around. And yeah, but the, even the perceived loss of money, I feel like, is sometimes fake oh, or at least over. Oh, I know, but only the people that got rich right. left out happy, so they don't care. Like they, they've never heard this phrase. And it's such this fucking weird thing, specifically to that point. I want to come back to quiet quitting, but to that point, it's like. I don't understand when the tides turned to where every, I don't know if it's just corporations, I don't know if it's all businesses, have this note. Not only do they have the notion that their growth is limitless, but they also expect the consumer to care and like buy into this idea that their brand should exponentially grow forever. 
I mean, take a look at. I mean, that's a very simple example. Netflix. That's the main perpetrator. I feel right. Don't you they think? They thought everything was swish and sweet. They had. I mean, it was for a while. And, yeah, when we was all locked up in the house, mm-hmm. they, it was like everybody was like, "Yo, I can only share my password with so many people. I only get four screens." Da da da. Everybody was signing up. Pop pop pop. We outside. They're like, "Hey, we're gonna give you guys a Hulu version of Netflix now. Mm-hmm. We're raising the prices again." Like, come on, man. Like, especially when it's like, did y'all really think we was gonna be in the pandemic forever? Like, there's not one person that sat in that meeting room and was like, hey, guys, so what happens when people go back outside? Shut up, Chris. There's that. There's like, have you never heard of a little thing called Blockbuster and what happened to them? Like, times change. I don't understand why there's this notion that like us, the consumer is supposed to like or we we as consumers are supposed to like be invested in their continued growth. Like that never made sense to me. I, they were supposed to be serving us at one point. Oh, well, at one point there was a time when? where when brands time? and companies were supposed time? to serve us and not the other way around. Hmm. And I sometimes I actually think that part of it is that like because brands and influencers make money off of Instagram and Facebook now, Instagram and Facebook sees them as like employees slash pseudo weird competitors in a way. Yeah. To the fact, like, to the point that now all the users of their platforms, they don't see as people they're serving. They don't see them as consumers that they're supposed to serve. They see them as, like, their subjects that they rule over because they've gotten so big as, like, an influentialist company. Back to the quiet quitting, though. (laughs) It also is becoming more and more clear to me, like, through TikTok primarily, but also talking to people in general in life, in real life. Even the people that do have a good work-life balance, they don't really fucking like their jobs. <laughs> so, no, it's... So, like, they're in the past, in these, like, boomer generations or whatever, it was kind of like you you were grateful. You, you were grateful, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. You should be grateful, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. And like, so it was hey, like this... getting a check. Yeah. Got a roof over my head. Right. Get to buy myself some J's every once in a while, blah, blah, whatever the excuse that you told yourself. Everybody, all of it, everybody all had of a thing. It. And now, you know, everybody is like, wait a second. We just spent two years in the house. You know, yes, there's this whole work from home thing, which I do think is ultimately good for the society, but also like even more than that, we just don't want to fucking work, period. No. And I think a big thing is, yeah, the work from home was obviously nice. Like, I'm not going to pretend like it wasn't. Yeah. But on a larger scale, the fact that the pandemic caused workplaces to change in a dramatic way mm-hmm. that I know that there are employees that have, for years had brought up different changes at their whatever their work was. Mm-hmm. And they were met with a... Yeah, that would be nice, but it would cost too much. Yeah, it's or not going to work. It's not practical. It's not good and for our community. One little globy penny later. Wow, <laughs> wow, wow. Everything has changed. That's crazy. Oh, so you guys could have done this. Yeah. So now that everybody's looking at you sideways, like, no, no, no. When I ask, right. you're not telling me no for any good reason other mm-hmm. than you just don't want to do it. Yeah. So guess what I don't want to do? Work. Give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like. And the whole thing, like, with even, even it goes so far as, like, about, like, relationships to your teammates and coworkers because I don't give a fuck about these people. Like, I'm sorry, but and I know you don't either. And it's like, I do like them. I enjoy, I enjoy Uh working with the people I work with and it's fine. 
But there's just, just it's just different now. No, the disconnect is not there. Like I, there was definitely more of a intertwining of your work to real life, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially like in offices and stuff. I feel like pre quarantine. Yeah. But now that we fake getting out, you know, looking for the next crazy thing, mm-hmm. it's just not there. It doesn't hit. No. And I mean, part of it is people scheduling. Part of it is, I mean, kind of the. I don't even want to call it the blame it on the quiet quitting. I just feel it's like. No one goes there with that same communal attitude. No. It's it really is now it's more of the instead of grateful, it's the basic. Like resentment this almost. This is the, the standard. Like mm-hmm. I I the only way I'm gonna to get this the, trip to Mexico mm-hmm. yeah. is if I show up over here yeah. and talk to these clowns for And when the whatever, and when whatever. companies try to like force that camaraderie, it's even worse. Because it's just like this, we don't need you to do this and we don't want you to do this. And I'm not at all suggesting that I wish that it was still this like we're a family type thing because that was very toxic and I don't wish that at all. And I'm very much happier with a work from home situation. But I will say that like I, <laughs> I, I just it's hard to understand like where does the buck stop when every single thing that makes our lives easier isolates us even more. And I, I don't again, I don't think the answer is we're supposed to be best friends with our coworkers. And yet, I don't feel fulfilled. <laughs> like, I, like I, I don't. I feel like a lot of people are just like, wait a second, what are we doing? What this doesn't? It's not working. It's it's not fucking working. <laughs> Number one, I just want to take everybody behind the curtain and point out that this is the same woman who said we will never talk about work on this show. Yeah, I did say that. Number two, this is the longest we've talked about work on Ever. this show combined. Mm-hmm. Like, take all the 90 plus episodes combined. <laughs> Doesn't reach and half do, the time. You know, you're absolutely right. To be fair, I don't mean just me and my job. I'm Yes, speaking, I know. You're speaking about the people. Generally to people who work in yeah. All the seven situations. realms, I understand. You're looking out for them. But all of this is kind of like the context for the more specific dating topics I want to get into. But I... I I, normally I just let that stuff all kind of be known um, and we don't have to we don't we don't have to be the ones to say it because we all already know that this stuff is there yeah but for this particular situation I, that stuff is important because if the world was working better I don't think our personal lives would also feel as dire because agreed it, it's just like it's stacking up <laughs> The pressure Wait. is getting worse. Under pressure. <laughs> that's the kids. Uh. The, hey, the, we got to talk to those kids first of all. Yeah. So that's the background, I feel. Um, I like that background. And I hear you. And I think when you said earlier that our manifestos are like the Venn diagram or yeah. whatever, like mm-hmm. they're not all the way. I don't actually have any argument with any of that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know me. I like to I like to consider myself a, a simple lord, <laughs> and you know I don't need a lot of things. I need you know some good times with my friends. Yep. Enjoy my sports, and of course the biddies. Mm-hmm. And my boy, the, another king that I know, King Caleb, brought up a great question to me that really signifies part of my issue. Mm-hmm. And this question was very simple. He said, why do girls like to be treated badly? (laughs) And he looked me dead in my eyes 
with the most serious face oh, I I've ever sure. got. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, I think you know what I mean. <laughs> Why do they like to be treated badly? And I say, you know, it's unclear. Let me bring this to the CEO. Mm. So why? <sighs> I mean, I think, <laughs> I, th- I think this is a, I'm going to treat this question with the respect it deserves. I, I feel like people might think that my immediate rebuttal would be like, that's not true, and da-da-da-da. That is exactly what they but, would expect. But let me, let me put some respect on, on Caleb's name here, because this is a fair question. <laughs> I think it was, too. I had to ask him before. I had to make him repeat it and first. I, I have several different answers that relate and are separate, but the first answer I'll give is to be quite as simple as Caleb, because they're lonely. Number one, that's number one. That's a great answer. Mm -hmm. Wow, that was not the first answer. No, I knew you didn't think that. That's what I would say. Wow. Okay. All right. (laughs) Continue. That's number one. I I really, if there's one thing I've always said, it's that Mm. being single aim for the week. There is one thing you've always said. It is most certainly that. And anybody that settles for a partner that is less than ideal, because man or woman should. Just because, like, they, like, really can't take it out here. I don't condone it, but I do respect it. You you, you understand. There's <laughs> yeah. a level of understanding uh-huh. that you're not going to pretend you don't have. No, I'm not going to pretend I don't have it. I really don't. Especially when... Mm, I almost don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Like, we all know... <laughs> like, like, like you've said, we all know where we stand on the... The scale. The scale. Yes. And, you know, sometimes you... <laughs> sometimes... I don't even want you to finish the sentence. I want you to go to Y'all number two. Y'all know what I mean. Y'all know what I mean. I want you to go to number two. I don't want you to finish. The, ne- the next way I'll answer this question is by saying... Women and men approach dating in the exact opposite way. Men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. <laughs> men... As I have learned from you, shout out to you, I've, I feel like I've gleaned that they're approaching this when they see a girl. It's boom, she's attractive, I'm into her. Boom, boom, Let's boom, Let's get to boom. the business. I want you in my room. Boom. Yeah, that's pretty much, that's, yeah. that's the song that goes in We'll, we'll get to know each other later. <laughs> Duh, we got to rest of our lives, girl, shit. Yeah. Women do the exact opposite now granted like you know we've discussed like yes there is an attractiveness level that it's like yeah. y- gets you in the door that's everybody so fine. everybody has that yeah. yeah so that's fine i mean that goes without saying but like w- you know that caveat aside women approach dating with getting to know the person first because as long as they're like meeting that attractiveness threshold, and I'm not even saying they think you look good. I'm saying like they at least think you're not disgusting to them. <laughs> it's not yeah. an insult that you're even approaching oh my, them. Oh my God, yeah. Because you hear it all the time. You hear a girl say like, and if I if I have to deal with another medium ugly brunette man, da 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 da, da fucking. I can't believe that <laughs> guy had the audacity mm-hmm. to come talk to me. So because that's such a universally understood joke, 
it's like it's clear that women are giving guys a chance who they not they don't necessarily think upon first sight are just like they're only there because they're trying to get laid type thing sure they might be there in a certain situation for that reason mm-hmm. but when they're looking for like somebody to actually date an actual partner they're feeling things out before they just are fucking reeling it in y'all are reeling it in right away (laughs) and so what that means this is a long-winded way of saying it but they are constantly in their mind imagining scenarios (laughs) even in the best of times even me like even me i am i'm imagining scenarios with guys that i meet and so regardless of how this is where you get caught or some women or a lot of women get caught to Caleb's point mm-hmm. is that they meet guys who have redeeming qualities. Like, like to be fair, not just because some guy isn't great. Doesn't mean he's Are like they the good fucking on devil. Paper? Yeah. Mm, boom. And they're like imagining like, can this work? What scenarios can this work in? Like, mm. should I give him a chance? Mm-hmm. Is this, a, I mean, to be fair, some of it grew from like a sense of like determining their own safety, literally. Yeah. Which is so fine. that's fine. But that's what they're doing when they meet a guy. And so the the trouble is, is that if you get caught getting in too deep with some toxic dude, he's fucking manipulating your ass. And you're just thinking like, oh, no, this can work. You're still going through that process in your mind. Captain save And so it's not that they necessarily like it, <laughs> but they just are... They're struggling in life. <laughs> Let's put it that way. That's the answer number two. They're struggling in life. <laughs> I will tell you that all the bannermen of House Nevada like answer number one better than yeah. answer number two. <laughs> but you you can continue. Number three. <sighs> number three, I would have to say I would have to I would have to give the answer that most people would think I would give. They don't like to be treated badly could have fooled, fooled all of us <laughs> and this question in and of itself overstates the uh primary issue being that women are choosing the wrong man because that's not the primary issue so the question in, in and of itself is is <laughs> labeling something that is not the real issue at hand Oh. That's not answer number three. Oh, interesting. They're not <laughs> they're not being the wrong man. Oh. Wow. Wow. Okay. Are you gonna ask the follow up? Oh, follow what I, is the what I, is the primary I, issue at hand? I, I wasn't gonna ask any follow up. I got a freaking thing on my nose. I'll tell you anyway. The primary issue at hand is that men are fucking trash. So this gets into my next I was gonna, I I was gonna let you go. I was gonna stuff. you were gonna go there anyway, so I need to ask. Yeah. That's my next point of the manifest manifesto is that Men, <laughs> a majority, I would go so far as to say a majority of straight I, I men. I bet you would. Don't actually like women. <laughs> That's a huge problem that we're facing right now. So, <laughs> you must explain that because <laughs> that, like, just hearing that sentence. Every straight man listening right now is like, this bitch is crazy. They want to have sex with women. Yeah. Yeah. That's not liking women. True. So there you go. I but mean, that I think it's pretty self-explanatory. But th- that, 
No, 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 no. But <laughs> stop, stop, stop. So when you say, do they not like women or do they not support women? Because I think those are two different things. Um, They are two different things and they don't do either. Many of <laughs> oh, them. Many of them don't. Or it can be second. split. You can have you can have women that, you can have men that, um, that do like women but don't support don't support women okay so then what 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 constitutes liking a woman i would love to know the being the people would love to know they don't appreciate the things that women appreciate they don't they don't care to like like prioritize the same level of i hate to like say these examples because it's not like there's not clean dudes but like cleanliness fucking the, just the things that women do the things that we've been trained and we have to do to exist as women in the society they don't appreciate those things it's like you know men always claim that they want a girl who likes sports mm-hmm. and then they don't actually pursue women who like sports they they because they they want to be with their guy friends like it's like they want companionship from other men they don't actually a vast majority i'm not saying all I don't a mean, vast majority don't want companionship from women they want that from men they want to fuck a woman and they want to hang out with a man and that's a problem because women don't like that and they they have been ingrained by society all these fucking centuries that they have to take an interest in shit that men are interested in and they have to do shit to you know appease the male gaze so to speak and even when we fight ag- fight against that like i fight against that all the time obviously mm, we know but even i like that's in that is in my mind every day is like would is this attractive and i don't think that that's in men's minds oh it is <laughs> it's just a lot less deep <laughs> which i think we've been at this long enough for you to know that yeah. when i tell you yeah we not that deep and it's funny there's something you said in there that actually kind of goes off something that i have on the list where you said like that they don't want to be friends yeah and how do I say this calmly <sighs> without being triggered as a, <laughs> as a true Kabaka, I must use decorum in these streets. I don't understand <laughs> you women that claim this topic of wanting these friends. And I know we've discussed the friend zone on this fine program before, mm-hmm. but I'm not even speaking to that. Because that is a whole nother realm yeah, that I don't, don't want to go to. Exactly. That's what's west of Westeros, mm-hmm. that shit. But what I'm talking about is like somebody the other day told me that she was very excited to have like a good guy friend. And I was like, is it hard to find guy friends? And she said for her that it was. Mm-hmm. And I okay. asked I asked her why, and she gave her reasons. And I was like, so basically, you be getting guys interested you, interested mm-hmm. in you on a sexual <laughs> level and then want them to only be your friend. Mm. And maybe that's because you found them attractive but never you talk about how they think about all these things in the process mm-hmm. and maybe that whole process every answer she got like dr strange there was no there was no outcome that was going to work 
So right. she was like, the only good possible outcome is for us to be friends. But that's like a case by case. I agree with what you're saying in theory. Yes. Yeah. But I guess I just don't get it. Because I don't believe that it's truly that difficult. Like, I understand that there are situations where one person, depending on the interaction, or especially the first interaction, mm-hmm. might feel some type of way a little bit stronger than the other person. Right. But I also don't think it's really that difficult to establish that you want to be friends with right somebody, away, and, that's, and that's it. Right. No, I don't either. But I see a lot. I mean, I'm going to the IGs. You know mm-hmm. how I feel about the IG stories, and like, I hear it out or in research, like, Make it make sense so, to okay, me, CEO. Yeah. So to be fair, the, the situation I was talking about before this is more to do with like people that like women and men who are interested in having a sexual relationship. Okay. So I'm saying like there there's plenty of men out here who don't want to be friends with women, even women who they literally are fucking. They really don't want to hang out with them. Like they don't, and I mean it can and it can even go to the most basic level of. Uh, fucking fuck buddies or sneaky link, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, so many women, including myself, have been in situations where they're in a sneaky link situation, and they may be fine with that. They may wish it was something more. Yeah. In my situation, if I'm gonna get into that, I'm usually fine with it. And if I become unfine with it, I put a stop to it. Yeah. But even me being fine with it, I still find myself getting in situations with men where they think the fact that we're quote unquote not dating is grounds for them to be mean. And so this, I, you know, this so, I have seen this. So I, I can say this. There's I have definitely seen. a thing that that's more what I mean by the guy that, you know, the guy, the, the met, the straight men who don't like women, like they don't, they, they're, they're seeing women as objects or means to an end on some level. Mm-hmm. And this sounds like I'm talking about a niche group and I'm fucking not. <laughs> that's the point that I'm trying to make now separately to your point. I think this is a situation and this is a completely different thing of like women who, like you said, are giving flirt and then really trying say, to take it back. Yeah. Saying, saying the word friendship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like I love yeah. you as a friend, Jimmy. Right, 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 right. No, stop. We don't know each other. And that I long. think there's a really fine line between um, the fact, like, okay. On the one hand, I don't think you would disagree that as a single person, it's more enjoyable to be among- amongst a group of single people where there's a little bit of sexual tension. Not a bunch of like, for example, all coupled people or all just well, whatever, whatever. Like people that I aren't mean, you're, interested. You're framing it in a way that I can't disagree with, but I yeah. just also think like you just naturally enjoy being around single people, whether it's the tension is there or not. I feel like it's just yeah, gonna, like, yeah. I I guess my point is just that the nature of everybody in the room being single means that there inherently will be a little bit of sexual tension. And I have zero arguments. Yeah. So there's that. And I agree with her, whoever this person is that said this, to on that level. But it becomes this thing whereby 
you are like, <laughs> I, mean, I hate to say it, but like, if you're going to be cruel, you're going to be cruel. Like there is a line. And I do agree with you of like, it's not, it's not cool for somebody to essentially string someone else along mm-hmm. using said sexual tension just to then to their advantage. Yeah. To just to then be like, whatever it is. Bye. Yeah. Because that's not even friend zone because right. to, to a friend zone's point, one person in the friend zone really does just look at that person as a friend 99% of the time. And as long as they're making that clear, like, that's fine. Yeah, then it just, it is what it is. Then it's not a zone. It's like, hey, you guys are friends, and one person just wants to be more. Right. The end. But I actually saw this thing, This somebody put this TikTok or whatever the other day, and now that I'm on the subject, I might as well just go to it, where this guy was rambling on about how the, he said that the friend zone isn't real. Oh, the friend zone is real. Are you fucking kidding me? You know, you've, I've been on this program many a fine time. Y'all have heard me say, if it's one thing I've always fucking said, is that women love the friend zone. The friend zone is 100% real. I uh, Point blank, period. And <laughs> so his point, or one of his little points was, he was like, is it the friend zone just because you want to fuck her and she doesn't want to fuck you? And I was like, well. I mean, yeah. if you want to put it that way, I'm then like, fine. I'm like, That's sure. Not- and then he was like, so you can't get in the friend zone with your guy friends? I was like, hey, there's plenty of dudes that want to fuck their guy friends. I don't 100%. know. Like, I can think of so, several off the top of my head. Yeah. So you, you kind of fully, fully straight men. Full, that, yeah. And that, this kind of goes to my point about the dudes that like literally don't. like they, they're straight, but they really only be fucking with other dudes. Like they have no fucking like chemistry with women. None. And I don't mean that in a, like a fucking chop game kind of like spitting game kind of way. <laughs> I was going to say, so stop throwing bullets No, out I here. mean like genuine intimacy. Like they only have like intimacy, chemistry, camaraderie, friendship with other men, not with women. And so 100% there are hella. Like, I mean, that's why we invented the word bromance for straight men who aren't actually going to fuck each other. But who are giving that energy? I saw I saw a TikTok where this guy was like, "Can I just like elicit uh, another man to like basically like get a marriage contract? But like obviously we're just gonna fuck all whatever women we want. But like we'll get the tax benefits and we'll live together and we'll game together and we'll share household duties. I'm like <laughs> exactly, men don't fucking like women. It's so obvious." Oh, anyway, continue. Okay, back I'm to the not, friend zone. I am not one of those men. I just want to. <laughs> no, you're I not. I want to make sure no, that you're that's not. clear. You're, not. I, you're definitely not. I love women. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> love them. Ah, <laughs> uh, they're the best. Anyways, and the absolute worst is actually the whole point of this. But right. no, I mean that was the only thing I really wanted to even see. What you, I wanted to know your reaction on that. So thing about he the was saying zone. that he was trying to say that like he was just saying it's something that guys made up, salty guys made up because they can't get with these girls they're trying to sleep with. Well, I mean, I don't know who made it up. To be fair to him, like that might have been the origin of the word. I don't know, but I just use it to refer to like. I don't know, dudes that I'm not ready to give them a chance, like for whatever reason. Maybe I'm not into them. Maybe it's not a good yeah, time. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah, no. I mean, I agree with you. Like, there's, there's a million reasons and yeah. a situation on why somebody's there. Right. I just think that women who complain about mm-hmm. having a difficulty of finding men that aren't in the friend zone, so they're yeah. you know they're just friends. Mm-hmm. I. I'm not here for it. Mm. Off with your heads. Yeah, I mean, it kind of goes back to my whole like the the ten that pretend that the pretend that 
blah, 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 the 10 that pretends to not yeah, be a fuck, 10 yeah. is excruciatingly annoying. I mean, that go, that's the exact thing of like, you know you how you look. You know there's people that are interested in you. You know better, boo-boo. Stop right. that. All right. And we're back, 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 back. Quick hits. And uh, lots of topics to get to today, starting off with a nice what you watching. Are they not tired of what you watching after a whole what you watching episode? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, lo- hopefully the people love the what you watching because, you know, that's all a bitch does is watch content. <laughs> so watch. So. <laughs> that's all I got to share with the people. So hopefully they like it. But my what you watching for this week comes to you from my least favorite platform, Amazon Prime. Is that your least favorite one? Or is it just the least of the mains? Well, I really only watch on the mains. What other what what I mean we've got what do you watch on that's not one of the mains? I, I mean, mean the like, mains being Amazon, Netflix, HBO Max, Hulu. Paramount Plus. I don't pay for Paramount Plus. Uh, neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> but I Vanessa? Hey. I'm just I saying, mean I have my I. my mom still pays for cable, so like I watch a lot of shit on Xfinity. Which is fair, but you never shout out Xfinity out here. Well, I actually Except have right one now. on the uh, that I was planning to bring to the list soon. I just watched Amsterdam. That was on Xfinity, the one with Margot Robbie and and Denzel Washington's nephew. Oh. Um, and Christian Bale. Which I'll just give a quick <laughs> since I brought it up. I'll give a quick what you watch. Yeah, there we go. Here we go. Um. It got shit reviews. That's why I was one. I was excited for it. I wanted to see it in theaters, but then the reviews were so fucking bad that I was like, "All right, let me just chill." Finally, it's free on on Xfinity, so I was like, "Let me check this out." Click. First of all, it's like a three hour movie. You know how I feel about three hour movies. I mean, you should feel the way most people should feel about three hour movies. Too long. Stop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you. Um, I did enjoy this one. I can't give it a totally positive review. It was. It was. It. It was one of those things I've seen many movies like this where they're trying to tell one story, but they know that there's either not enough there or it's not interesting enough or that's not the like real movie that they want to make. And so they make this whole other story that's sort of parallel to it. To try to keep but then you. they don't really combine well enough. So like in this case, Margot Robbie, Christian Bale and... Um, what, what the fuck is his name? It's not. I keep wanting to say Denzel Washington, but it's his nephew. It's not. It's not. You're talking about John David Washington. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. Anyway, those are the three main characters, and Washington and Robbie have this like very cute love story. It's it's basically a whodunit vibe. I think I remember seeing the trailer. Yeah. It's like where they're like all supposed to be like, hey, we're covering. So this they up. they yeah, met in blah, World blah, blah, War One. Um. Oh, you, this is not a quick. What you watch it? No, but this curious. actually is. I I only have a little <laughs> bit more to say. They met. They meet in World War One. It's very slapstick. She's a nurse. She nurses these two best friends back to health. They have this love story. They're all in Amsterdam, living it up. Then they go back to America, and there's this like re- overthrow of the government conspiracy thing, mm-hmm. and they help solve this murder, which leads to this broader conspiracy. Blah blah blah. None of that is spoilers. That's the main plot of the whole I was movie. About to say you can see it in the trailer. But the two things like they don't combine very well, and the enjoyable part is the love story part, and the part that's like very underdone and not really thought out that well is the whole like government conspiracy thing, and they just wrap it up like super quickly, and it like. It doesn't really work. All that being said, it's a really good movie if you're just like, 
I don't know, homesick or working from home one day. You just need to throw something on nice and long that you don't have to worry about. Kind of tune in a little bit, but not pay that close attention. And she says this after, of course, you've watched all of the quarantines videos on YouTube. Yeah, that, first yes. do that. Yeah. Continue. So, I don't know. I give it a solid, I don't know, C+. Plus. C plus we're doing me, school grades out here now. Okay. Yeah, I, I give it a C plus. Anyway, that's I Amsterdam. Wonder. The real one I want to talk about is this show called Chloe on Amazon Prime. This is a show. Yes, it's a show. Spelled C H L O E. Everyone's used to the K now because of the Kardashians. Oh, I was about to say I'm st- <laughs> I'm still not used to the K. Like I like when you said Chloe, I thought of the C H. Yes. So um this is actually not new, funny enough. Um it's new ish, but like it's not like it just dropped or anything. I was skeptical of it when it first came out and then I would didn't watch it, and then, you know, you get bored, you've watched everything, you're like, oh, I'll give this a try. Kristen, what are you not skeptical of when it comes out? <laughs> yeah, I know, I'm skeptical of it. Spoiler alert. Um, Nothing. It was really fucking good. I was hooked. What's it about? I've never even heard of this. Um, It's about... I feel like Amazon Prime doesn't have a lot of shows that I... It's about, about a girl... Okay, so, you know, it the, the opening premise is like, we all... We all know that we all like stalk people, like our old friends, our old lovers, like whatever, whatever, on social media. I don't media. call it stalking. I call it keeping tabs. It's fine. We keep tabs, right? So there's this one girl that she was like best friends with as a kid, and she has always kept tabs on her. Mm-hmm. And she hears that the girl committed suicide. And she's like super fucking distraught over it. Mm-hmm. And then days later realizes that on the night that this girl committed suicide, she called her. And, and she, she, at, she didn't answer. She didn't answer it. And at the time, she didn't think that's who it was who was calling her. And so she's like riddled with like guilt over the fact that she got this call and she didn't answer. It was like whatever, 2.45 a.m. or something. Mm-hmm. So she goes on the hunt to like, I don't know, kind of learn, figure out like what she just wants. It starts out innocent. Like she really like feels bad and she wants to like learn more about like what happened to her friend. And it kind of like goes into a like assumed identity type situation they, they can't yeah see you, but you're do- she's moving her hands like she's in a river like a, <laughs> like a snake right now yeah so it 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 keeps you guessing um it's not a cr- it's not a crime thing it's more just like about like the inner workings of this girl's life and like what happened to her and what she had going on and it was it was gripping it was gripping i really really enjoyed it both from a standpoint of what happened to the girl and from a standpoint of like what the girl who's still alive is like going through to like get this information and learn about her life. I'm not going to lie to you. Hearing the description of that show makes me wonder why we do not have a TV deal. Cause that I like, I'm sure it's great, but just that initial premise of what you just said sounds trash. Why? What sounds bad about it? It sounds boring. Like, Oh, somebody died who I wasn't really. You just don't with. like dramas. You don't That's watch dramas. True. <laughs> Name Half me. of the animes I watch are dramas. Anime is a different category than it drama. It is not. It yes, is it is. Just animated drama no it's a different it's a different category this is why we don't talk about shows i said <laughs> watch chloe on amazon if you're in the mood for something very um, thrillerish slash Mm-mm. character Mm-mm. intense yeah mm, beautiful beautiful well i mean i don't really i mean we've got a joint thing for the quick hits but one the I'm just going to go on. This is a fake therapy couch, but not really therapy. Okay, Alex. I don't actually want therapy or need it for this. <laughs> this more, is a PSA. This, this is, is a certified Kristen a, rant from Lumet. This Lume. is more like... Uh, <laughs> King, so riddle me this king kabaka first of his name leader of the <laughs> leader of the realm coming out here but um 
So, you know, it's the holiday time and, you know, a lot of people taking trips, getting yep. on planes, long flights, short flights, connecting flights, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. All of that's good and well. And there are some etiquette that I feel like we can get into another time about plane etiquette. Yeah, facts. Much to say on that. But the one thing I need to just say right now is, and don't take this the wrong way, parents. <laughs> but if you bring your baby on the plane and you not in first class, a.k.a. all the way away from me, don't do it. <laughs> Just don't. Just stop. What are you saying, Lumi? Only rich people are allowed to bring their kids to see their grandparents? 110%. Call grandma wow. grandma and tell them, upgrade the flight immediately. You heard it here first. Do not put the kids with the masses. Because number one, we know the kid's not comfortable. Number two, you're going to sit Oh, there. yeah, that's your concern is hey, making sure hey, the kid is comfortable. Hey. <laughs> He's trying to save face. Hey, no, because, I mean, they're not. They're just not going to be comfortable. It's fine because if they're not comfortable, they're going to be noisy, which is the main point of this whole thing. Sure. But number two, you're going to sit there and tell the flight attendant, this is little Jimmy's first flight. We're so excited to take him to see grandma and grandpa. Bitch, y'all should have gotten in the car and drove because you are about to drive me crazy for the next three hours. <laughs> And guess what? That flight attendant is not going to be paying attention to me, who needs a lot more drinks because of your kid making all this fucking noise. Doesn't matter at what time of the day. It's redonkulous. And oh, oh, let's get to the other thing, too. Okay, little Jimmy's not, he's just not comfortable. So I got to get up and walk the aisles, walk okay. up and down. Oh, that's wonderful. Except for, hey. Seatbelt sign is on, bitch. We got all this turbulence, and you're walking that crying ass baby right next to my ears. I want to open the door and just we're all gonna crash. You know what? <laughs> Take you all down with me, okay? Little Jimmy's first first flight, first crash. Okay, let's go. I cannot. Baby's wow. on the flight, and I've had this built up for a while. Cause yeah, again, no kidding. I'm impressed with your rage. You know. I like to be taking my little international flights, and like the flight to UG yeah. is not exactly a short one. No. But for real, even the last time I went to like AZ, there was a child on that flight. And that's not like the most ridiculously length flight. But if I'm out here like, man, I'm not even halfway through my first drink and I'm ready for another one, not right. because I'm thirsty, mm -hmm. we have a problem. It's too much. Can't, danger, can't danger, Will Robinson. So, yes, I do declare mm -hmm. either put your kid in first class. Or do not put your kid on the flight. I do not disagree with you. Um, I will say, though, that it's your rant is absolutely hilarious to me. You could have summed this up in exactly one phrase. You know what that phrase is. Nope, I'm not saying it. <laughs> Fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> so for once, we don't, agree. Perfect. Don't put the MJ meme on me like that. <laughs> you said I, it. I said the kids are fine. They're just not fine on my plane. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i said <laughs> you're being extra yeah extra okay oh I'm funny just saying, but okay yeah, don't, um, bring on, don't bring him on a plane oh this is very topical the trial of tory lanes started today for allegedly shooting meg the stallion um today is when we're recording not when you hear this oh yeah sorry a couple days whatever they're in the midst and have you heard anything i've, I've i didn't even realize i didn't even realize it started today until they you put on the thing well it actually started yesterday well, as of this recording but so today was day two and meg actually testified today oh yeah 
And so yesterday in the opening statements, I mean, you can go and see all this information. I don't. Google it. I I believe Meg. I think she's telling the truth. I think Tori shot at her feet, and they are the the prosecution's case is that they got in a fight in the car, and it started getting heated, and then she was like, "Let me out of the fucking car." Got out of the car, and then he started shooting at her feet. He wasn't shooting at her to like kill her. It, he was on that rap shit, hammered, drunk, whatever. No excuses, but I do yeah, think it I was him. Say, um, yeah, he was trying to do like the fake movie thing where you like intimidate someone. Right. Except for, allegedly, allegedly, he screamed out "dance, bitch," and was <laughs> so yeah, it's fucked up. Except for I don't know why we I'm all would expect him to say such words. Continue. Yeah. Um, the defense's case is that it was actually her ex best friend Kelsey that shot her. And that those two were beefing over the same fight that everyone agrees did occur in the car. Because supposedly the fight was not actually about rap shit. It was about the fact that uh, of everybody who was fucking each other. So they got into it over uh, some you smash my man you stuff. Know, you know how I feel. There's three stories. Your story, their story, and the true story. But Megan is Megan. Megan claims that the reason her and Kelsey fell out is not because of any of that. It's because... She was still in contact with Tori after Tori shot her and um, took money from Tori to stay silent. She says that that's why. They, so it's complicated. It's complicated. I side with Meg. This is none of this is even why I'm bringing this up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the reason I'm bringing this up is because the th- thing that fucking fascinates me, aside from like all the dynamics of like a shooting like this, is the fact that. I had no idea, and I think many people had no idea. And this is so fucking impressive to me. And they, you know what they say, the devil works hard, but Chris Jenner works harder. Because <laughs> this all took place. Who says that? <laughs> this all took place as they were all leaving a pool party at Kylie's house. Kylie Jenner's house. Uh, and part of the beef, apparently, that was started in the car, regardless of, of you know the resulting shooting... Is that Tori was allegedly hardcore macking on Kylie herself in the pool, and Meg and Kelsey did not like this for who knows what reason. I mean, when do <laughs> girls like guys macking on other girls? And, well, yeah, and so they wanted to leave, and he didn't want to leave, blah, 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 and so they all got in the car, like, already pissed off. But I'm just genuinely impressed that this whole thing, this Those whole story has been around for up. years. And yeah. it, I, I think, I don't know it, that it was like unknown, but it was largely kept out of the narrative all this time that yeah. this had any connection to the to Kardashian the Oh, no, I positive at all. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I didn't see none of that. And I remember I was kind of like in my research file right. that at the time. Yeah. So I, this is just a really, really, really great example about how the people that don't think that all this shit is fucking calculated and the the images that these celebrities cultivate are not like supremely managed to the degree that they truly truly are mm-hmm. y'all are wrong because the fact that this shit has not been connected to Kylie all this time is remarkable in my opinion and wow. shout out to Chris Jenner and it's so tied to it that in fact Corey Gamble Chris's man yeah. is going to testify to the oh, to the shit. to the fighting that he witnessed while they were still at the party before they left, Ooh. like that that's the extent to which they are involved, and no one has been talking about that at all. And I find that very impressive from a PR standpoint. That's why another reason why you admire the Kardashians, yeah. huh? Uh-huh. 
Well, you better get their PR team for us, because <laughs> I'll tell you right now, girl, once we once we start getting checks, I'm going to need I'm gonna need it. I'm going to need the PR staff. Right. I'm going to so, need the PR staff. Yeah, anyway, it will be interesting to see how it plays out. It would not shock me if he did get off, though I do believe that he did shoot her, so... We're going to see. We all see how this show all shakes out, but I wouldn't be surprised. So very topical, very topical news item. Yes. So I have a rant about the other topical thing, but I want to know if you want to say something about it first, because I want to go. What about 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 BG? Yes. Oh, well, I got nothing to say about BG, but thank God she's home. Brittany Griner, shout out. Happy that you're not in the gulag no more. We're happy to have you home. Uh, nobody should be wrongfully in prison. I mean, you know, whatever she had. The bitch should not deserve nine years in prison. That is all said and done. We're happy she's back. That's what I have to say. Now you go ahead. <laughs> okay. So, yes. If you la- if you lived in a hole, Brittany Griner, WNBA player, went to jail in Russia where she was going to play for a basketball team that she plays for in the offseason where she makes way more money than she makes here which i'll get to yeah which yeah she got caught at the airport on her way back with a vape pen uh-huh. and they said all right come to jail because it's apparently illegal out there to have vape whatever da, da, da. 290 plus days later she finally gets released because we traded some scumbag who what was what did they call him what was his nickname Victor had, like, Bout. it was his name the Merchant of Death was Yeah, his he was nickname. a Russian arms dealer convicted yeah. of, you like, know, conspiring first, to be a terrorist. First of all, just like, I wa- you watch a lot of movies, I watch a lot of movies. Yeah. In the real world, to have your real world nickname be the Merchant of Death? Like, yo, like. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty that's intense. I would crazy. agree. Uh-huh. Also, he'd been in jail already for like 11 years, so I mean, my man's was rotting, but. But also, it's American jail. I mean, I'm, I, I the. Yeah. The American prison system is fucked up, but I'd much rather be there than the gulag. I'll say yeah. that. Oh yeah, my man was my man was happy to drop this open. <laughs> That's supposed what I'm to go saying, home, bro. But like what? Anyways, I'm digressing. Yeah, what's the, the real though? the real thing I got to say is like yes, I agree with you. We're happy she's home. Cool, but um, this whole thing about and this I'm surprised this is even your rant. This the women, especially specifically these basketball players. Having to go overseas. Oh, this is where you're taking this. Okay, I can get behind this. I thought you were going to gonna say some wild shit. Play hoops. <laughs> I agree with you on this. Okay, to go play on. hoops to make more money in Istanbul. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Uzbekistan and Borat's home country <laughs> than they can make out here. Right. Is absolutely ludicrous. Wild yeah, to I me. Totally agree. And I just hope that like the like what she played for the phoenix mercury or whatever mm-hmm. i hope that owner well we found out he's a scumbag but shocker that these owners know that every single up. day she was in jail is your fault I, there's blood on your hands i agree like, totally 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 every single day she was like she wouldn't be there right if we was giving these women they they money like, right and it's crazy when i started looking at some of the stuff about like the WNBA cba like mm-hmm. again i think i brought this up before the women still have to go to college all four years before they can go to the draft. Mm-hmm. Paige Beggar's got another injury. She should be in the WNBA right now getting paper. I mean, thank God she's got NIL money now. At least but that's something. Still, it's a that's, step in the right direction, it's but it's not good enough. Dumb. Like, yeah, it's I agree. Just, ugh. And then their like their whole thing about like their actual merch, the amount of the percentage of money that they get from it, like none. It's wild yeah. compared to what the pros get. Like what the men get. Men it's, make. Yeah, it's terrible. Again. This is just, I'm happy she's back, 
But hey, like I really can't. I'm surprised you're not about this one. Like, no, I mean I am about mm, this 100. Mm, mm. Like this is so. In fact, I was just reading an article the other day that was about the fact that um, you know, it didn't directly make this link. I made this link in my own mind about the fact that. In the past couple of years or the past year, aka since this happened to Brittany Griner, they didn't say that, but I am, you know, made the jump. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of professional WNBA players are opting to not play abroad and instead trying to get on three on three teams because three on three is like on this big come up right now that people yep. are super fucking into it. No, it's an official Olympic event now. Yeah, yeah. And so a lot of them are thinking like that might be a better alternative to them than going abroad because if I mean shit if I was a WNBA player I'd be scared out of my fucking mind now to go abroad like that well, I mean, like obviously I'd... she was I mean regardless of the fact that she did, was holding the vape pen like she was targeted so it's like it's not as simple as just like oh I I get so I, this is what I was worried you were gonna say is like well she had the pen like da 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 it's like people who make these stupid arguments like that I'm like okay but that's not the point here like you're missing the point here she was targeted this is a this is a this is an effort by russia to detain an american basketball star and not just any american basketball star a black bisexual woman you know like this is this is not just like some coincidental fucking thing um so if i was in the WNBA, i would be like uh miss me with that let me try to get on these other paths i think that's very much connected to this and I agree totally that it's fucked up. Pay these ladies. I can't believe that we've been doing like a hundred episodes and you thought that I was going to be mad about some Russian oh, rules. Oh, I, I didn't know. I, that's <laughs> why I was surprised. When you said you had a rant, I was like, about what? Some rules <laughs> in Russia? Girl, I don't even like the rules in America. That's what I'm saying. I was like, I was worried for a second. I'm like, God damn. Like, we don't have to have this one out. Come on now. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Okay. But no, nah, BG, welcome home. We glad you're back. Glad we don't got to worry yeah. about that no more. Facts. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. F Russia, I guess. Hey, but, everyone. Except for the Russian fans. I love you guys. Okay, Appreciate here's you. the last topic for the night. Um, I was recently reading the ethicist column uh, in the New York Times, which is basically okay. like a Dear Abby type thing. Oh. Um, you should probably you start what, one of those. Yeah, if you don't know what Dear Abby is, it's like, Dear Abby, help me with my problem. Signed lonely or you like know, whatever if if they don't know what dear abby is she's too young for you bro google yeah true <laughs> but anyway so um i don't always read these i yeah, i don't know i got my problems with it but that's not the point this particular one i was like i'm bringing this podcast because this shit pissed me off i was triggered triggered trigger warning trigger warning trigger warning so the person that wrote in was like I recently self-published my first book. And self if you don't know, like self-publishing is very commonplace um, in the literary world. Um, the It works not totally similarly, but on a surface level similarly to like how the acting world works, which is that if you don't have a fucking agent, it's really hard for you to get a publishing contract with, at any any significant publishing house. Yeah. Slash impossible. Um, so a lot of people go the self-publishing route and like one of, for example, um, Rupi Kaur, who's like one of the most famous, I don't know how, that might be the wrong pronunciation, but anyway, her name's Rupi. She's one of the most famous poets right now and she got her start self-publishing. Okay. And then her shit just took off on social media and now, and now she's now on she these is, major world yeah, tours. Yeah, of course, now she got whatever. Poetry, blah, blah, blah. So it's a viable known way is my point that people go about this. 
So she took her book to a local bookstore chain, but like local. Okay. And was and like worked out a deal with them to sell her book. Sounds legit. Yeah. And, you know, when you self-publish, another commonplace thing, especially if you're selling on Amazon, is to list a quote-unquote fake publisher so that your book has more notoriety. So it doesn't matter what it's labeled as. Just... Well, you don't you don't name one of the big like oh, publishers. Yeah, you don't name somebody that you're not under. But right. You just make now, some... I say quote-unquote because like you're publishing it. So in my this is part of my point, which is that in my opinion, it's not fake to say my make studios publishing house. If I were to self publish a book, I would say my make studios publishing house. That's okay. not fake. Like I'm publishing it. That's my company. That's the publishing house. Makes sense. But when she went into this bookstore, the owner was like, Oh, who's publishing your book? And she gave the name the fake the quote unquote fake name. That she used as the publishing house, and he and oh, I'm I'm gendering these people. I shouldn't be, but the the bookstore owner was like, uh, "Okay, great, here yeah, we go, let's do it." So the reason she wrote into the ethicist is I do know that this author was a she. <laughs> I just don't know about the bookstore owner. That's beside the point. <laughs> She's got this old ass cranky white man sitting over yeah, there talking about. This like, oh, gee, I guy. don't think I've heard of this agency <laughs> yeah. before. But it sounds on the up and up. Let's go. So anyway, she writes into the ethicist and she's like, I don't know, uh, you know, is it ethical for me to name a fake publisher from Jump? Is it ethical for me to have told the bookstore owner um, uh, that I had a publisher and blah, blah, blah? What What do you think? Dear Abby, what do you think? <laughs> and this, the response made me so fucking livid. Oh, I can see the flames in her eyes, I people. Was so livid because basically the response from the columnist was like, yes, you're completely in the wrong and you need to take a good hard look at yourself. I think that was actually a line in the thing. And sounds sounds like, like an advice line. Blah, blah, blah. And the comment section was even worse. These motherfuckers were piling on this bitch and were like, I would take it one step further. You need to go back and admit your and admit your lies and like blah 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 blah. This made me so fucking pissed off. Because first of all, as I just explained, it is not a fucking lie. You publish the book. You can name yourself as a publisher under any name you so choose. Number one. Number two, it is not good for any like I understand why there are gatekeepers in any context of the art world, whether that be, you know, whatever, the auction houses for paintings, whether that be the literary world, the acting world, the podcast any, world, podcast world, any of these things. Yes. Gatekeepers can be a good way to find the best talent. Yeah. But it's not a foolproof way. Number one. And number Fact. two, it's extremely political and nepotism driven and oh, good old nepotism. <laughs> societal fucking thing isms driven and biased. And so to I think, think what you were that, the word you're looking for is the patriarchy. Ex thank you. Exactly. So it makes me fucking furious when people who are in my opinion. Now, I can't say where their specific point of view is coming from. But in my experience, people who have this opinion primarily don't have fucking any 
any experience in these various fields. And they're primarily looking at it from a corporate lens or from a business lens that has nothing to do with the entertainment industry. Because I'll tell you right now, lying in the entertainment industry is a fucking must. It is an A1 must. So these people that come from the business world and they're like, no, no, you got to put some respect on your name, your reputation is everything. You can't lie. You shouldn't lie on your resume. You shouldn't lie this, shouldn't lie that. That's fine. Y'all do you. In the entertainment world, you have to fucking lie. There is literally no other way. And the people who are trying to mm. encourage you not to lie, if they do have the proper context of the entertainment industry and they're still offering you that advice, they're doing that to try to prevent you from getting success. Because they really, the, the entertainment industries themselves, including the literary world, they have enough to go around, like just the ones that are already, already there. So they're intentionally trying to keep motherfuckers out of it. And they're, if somebody to you is preaching to you to, that you should be, like, honesty is the best policy, blah, 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 that is fucked up. And you should lie, fake it till you make it, baby. You have to. This is the way the fucking shit goes. So that made me so fucking mad that they were saying <laughs> Because I would argue, and you know, like the, the bookstore owner, from his point of view, like he's trying to ensure that he's getting a quality product, right? And I do understand that using a, using a publishing house and using a literary agency is a way to help try to get you to, to achieve that. But it, it, it's, not, it's not everything. And it's nonsense to not, to not foster the talent that people have to just fucking bow down to people who are these gatekeepers who they themselves aren't doing the work themselves they're just fucking gatekeeping anyway i could go on for literally an hour oh i was just gonna let i was i was gonna let you go on for an hour i was like we here girl let's go but you are also saying you should probably lie on your resume a hundred percent a hundred fucking percent if you're in an entertainment field if you're in a content space 100 fucking percent uh you know the funniest thing uh you know i think twitter is like the ultimate for internet jokes and it's funny that you bring that up because i saw a joke on twitter today where this girl was like you know i thought it was gonna be a good idea to lie on my resume that i am microsoft office proficient <laughs> <laughs> and now i'm looking at these charts <laughs> they want me to fix and i have, a, like, fuck, I have a fucking idea what to do <laughs> and i was like hey girl but you got the job so you yeah the but job. everybody lies about that that's like a that's a little white lie. that ain't even nothing I, I got a whole i have whole fucking roles and, the, and all type of shit on my acting resume that i didn't really do Allegedly, allegedly, we said uh, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Okay. It just paints a picture of me as an actor, as, as how a person should envision casting me. So you have to know your type really well. This is getting into a whole other thing that's not not relevant to this specific point. But you got to fake it till you make it. And if there's one thing you've always if, said, if, there, if there's one fucking thing I've always said, you a great philosopher and the forefathers. Yeah, fake it till you make it. Come on now. Especially because motherfuckers are really just out here with fucking anybody like anybody that you think doesn't have a connection in their family to the entertainment industry. Nine times out of ten, they do, and that's why they have gotten where they're gotten where they've gotten. So they other people. If you're like a quote unquote normal person who's trying to break into one of these extremely competitive fields like this, you got to figure out something because everybody else they have these legs up on you, and it's not fucking easy. So lie till you die, baby. Rant over. <laughs> that's all I have to say on that. And that's all the time we have. And that wasn't <laughs> a great way to have rant filled quick hits.
for the people. You yes, guys sir. know the drill. Check us out on the socials. Ken, Chris, and Renee at Illuminator GV at Quarantine's Pod on the IG. Yeah, check it out. And of course, the YouTube, the Twitter, and obviously where you get the best podcast you heard today Apple Podcasts, Spotify, rate, review, download. And when you're done with all that, make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a ex to tell a friend and we'll be back. <laughs>